Chapter Sixteen: Expanding the Great Controversy Presentation. Preparing Manuscript for Spirit of Prophecy, Volume Four: The Forerunner of the Great Controversy. Intensity of Feeling While Writing, February Nineteen, Eighteen Eighty Four. I write from fifteen to twenty pages each day. It is now eleven o'clock, and I have written fourteen pages of manuscript for Volume Four. And seven pages of letters to different ones besides this. I feel continually grateful to God for His merciful kindness. As I write upon my book, I feel intensely moved. I want to get it out as soon as possible, for our people need it so much. I shall complete it next month if the Lord gives me health as He has done before. I have been unable to sleep nights thinking of the important things to take place. Three hours sleep and sometimes five is the most I get. My mind is stirred so deeply I cannot rest. Write, write, write. I feel that I must and not delay. Great things are before us, and we want to call the people from their indifference to get ready for that day. Things that are eternal crowd upon my vision day and night. The things that are temporal fade from my sight. We are not now to cast away our confidence, but to have firm assurance, firmer than ever before. Hitherto hath the Lord helped us, and He will help us to the end. We will look to the monumental pillars, reminders of what the Lord hath done for us, to comfort and to save us from the hand of the destroyer. Letter eleven A, eighteen eighty four. History opened up in scenic visions from time to time. Through the illumination of the Holy Spirit, the scenes of the long-continued conflict between good and evil have been opened to the writer of these pages. From time to time, I have been permitted to behold the working in different ages of the great controversy between Christ, the Prince of Life, the Author of our salvation, and Satan, the Prince of Evil, the Author of sin, the first transgressor of God's holy law. The great controversy, introduction. Visions of the past and future while writing. When I am using my pen, wonderful representations are given me of past, present, and future. Letter eighty-six, nineteen o six. Reformation history presented in vision. The banner of the ruler of the synagogue of Satan was lifted high, and error apparently marched in triumph, and the reformers, through the grace given them of God. Waged a successful warfare against the hosts of darkness. Events in the history of the reformers have been presented before me. I know that the Lord Jesus and His angels have, with intense interest, watched the battle against the power of Satan, who combined his hosts with evil men for the purpose of extinguishing the divine light, the fire of God's kingdom. They suffered for Christ's sake, scorn, derision, and the hatred of men who knew not God. They were maligned and persecuted even unto death, because they would not renounce their faith. Letter forty-eight, eighteen ninety-four. Shown Ellen White years before visiting Europe in eighteen eighty-five to eighteen eighty-seven. Years ago, the work of the first message in these countries, Sweden and other northern countries, was presented before me, and I was shown circumstances similar to those related above. Such as Swedish child preaching, Ellen G. White in historical sketches of the foreign missions of Seventh Day Adventists, 
1886, page 108. Chapter on Time of Trouble. We have just read the matter in regard to the time of trouble. Brother Smith thinks that that chapter by no means should be left out of volume four. He says there is not a sentence in it that is not essentially needed. This seemed to make a very deep impression upon his mind, and I thought I would write to you in reference to this matter. I have read it, and it has just a thrilling power with it. I see nothing that will exclude it from the book for general sale among unbelievers. Letter 59, 1884. Editor's Note. The book was published by the Pacific Press in late September 1884 and gained favorable notice. The Great Controversy, Volume 4. This volume, so long looked for, is now out, and we are confident that it will more than meet the expectations of those who have anxiously waited for it. We judge from our own reading of it. We found the contents of deeper interest than our imagination could have reached. Signs of the Times, October 2, 1884. The 1888 edition of the Great Controversy. Work begins on the enlargement of the Great Controversy. Basel, Switzerland, June 11, 1886. I think you will want to hear some particulars in regard to our family. We now number 10. W.C.W. White and Mary and Ella are well. Sarah McEntifer is well. And just as busy as she can be taking letters by dictation and writing them out on the telegraph, the typewriter. Marion Davis's health is about as it usually is. She is at work on volume four, Great Controversy, manuscript 20, 1886. Bidden to portray scenes of the past and the future. As the Spirit of God has opened to my mind the great truths of the past and the future, I have been bidden to make known to others that which has thus been revealed, to trace the history of the controversy in past ages, and especially so to present it as to shed a light on the fast approaching struggle of the future. In pursuance of this purpose, I have endeavored to select and group together events in the history of the Church in such a manner as to trace the unfolding of the great testing truths that at different periods have been given to the world. That have excited the wrath of Satan and the enmity of a world beloving church, and that have been maintained by the witnesses of those who loved not their lives unto the death. The Great Controversy Introduction. Scenes presented anew while writing. While writing the manuscript of Great Controversy, I was often conscious of the presence of the angels of God, and many times the scenes about which I was writing. Were presented to me anew in visions of the night, so that they were fresh and vivid in my mind. Letter 56, 1911. Vivid scenes of Christ's second advent. The sky opened and shut, and was in commotion. The mountains shook like a reed in the wind, and cast out ragged rocks all around. The sea boiled like a pot, and cast out stones upon the ground. And as God spoke the day and hour of Jesus' coming, and delivered the everlasting covenant to His people, He spoke one sentence and then paused, while the words were rolling through the earth. I have not the slightest knowledge as to the time spoken by the voice of God. I heard the hour proclaimed, but had no remembrance of that hour after I came out of vision. 
scenes of such thrilling, solemn interest passed before me as no language is adequate to describe. It was all a living reality to me, for close upon this scene appeared the great white cloud upon which was seated the Son of Man. Letter 38, 1888 Published in Selected Messages, Book 1, pages 75 and 76 Reading the Page Proofs, Last Work on the Book I have just read the manuscript of the three last chapters. I cannot see but that it is all right, and of the most intense and thrilling interest. I am glad you have sent these pages, and I want the book, the very first one from the press, sent to me. Last Sabbath was an impressive, solemn time. I spoke upon some of the very scenes described in these last chapters, and there was deep feeling in the meeting. Letter 57, 1884 Steps taken to make it the best possible. In the preparation of this book, competent workers were employed and much money was invested in order that the volume might come before the world in the best style possible. The Lord impressed me to write this book in order that without delay it might be circulated in every part of the world, because the warnings it contains are necessary for preparing a people to stand in the day of the Lord. Manuscript 24, 1891. Experience of Ellen White while writing the Great Controversy. I was moved by the Spirit of the Lord to write that book, and while working upon it, I felt a great burden upon my soul. I knew that time was short, that the scenes which are soon to crowd upon us would at the last come very suddenly and swiftly, as represented in the words of Scripture. The day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. 1 Thessalonians 5.2 The Lord has set before me matters which are of urgent importance for the present time and which reach into the future. The words have been spoken in a charge to me. Write in a book the things which thou hast seen and heard, and let it go to all people, for the time is at hand when past history will be repeated. I have been aroused at one, two, or three o'clock in the morning, with some point forcibly impressed upon my mind, as if spoken by the voice of God. I was shown that many of our own people were asleep in their sins, and although they claimed to be Christians, they would perish unless they were converted. The solemn impressions made upon my mind as the truth was laid out in clear lines before me, I tried to bring before others, that each might feel the necessity of having a religious experience for himself, of having a knowledge of the Savior for himself, of seeking repentance, faith, love, hope, and holiness for himself. I was assured that there was no time to lose. The appeals and warnings must be given. Our churches must be aroused, must be instructed, that they may give the warning to all whom they can possibly reach, declaring that the sword is coming, that the Lord's anger upon a profligate world will not long be deferred. I was shown that many would listen to the warning. Their minds would be prepared to discern the very things that it pointed out to them. I was shown that much of my time had been occupied in speaking to the people when it was more essential that I should devote myself to writing out the important matters for Volume 4, that the warning must go where the living messenger could not go, 
and that it would call the attention of many to the important events to occur in the closing scenes of this world's history. As the condition of the church and the world was open before me, and I beheld the fearful scenes that lie just before us, I was alarmed at the outlook, and night after night, while all in the house were sleeping, I wrote out the things given me of God. I was shown the heresies which are to arise, the delusions that will prevail, the miracle-working power of Satan, the false Christs that will appear, that will deceive the greater part even of the religious world, and that would, if it were possible, draw away even the elect. Is this the work of the Lord? I know that it is. Our people also profess to believe it. The warning and instruction of this book are needed by all who profess to believe the present truth. Letter 1, 1890.